everybody and welcome back to part two of It's All About You on your favorite podcast in the whole wide world. Let's be honest, it might be your favorite. The hospitality podcast that at least for today is all about you. We ended part one of this three-part piece with me sounding like I'm having a bit of a go at the new breed of bartender. What they're being taught and do they have the correct attitude for our noble industry? So let's see where that goes, shall we? Welcome again to Let's Be So, the bartender. And before you raise your eyes, I would like to reiterate, when I say bartender, I mean everybody in hospitality or the service industry, really. It's just easier to say bartender sometimes. I mean, surely by now you can attach your own story to proceedings. The bartender that we are talking about is the type that walks in the door saying or certainly suggesting that I am here to make drinks and nothing else. That's the vibe they're giving off. I am a creator and an artist. Are you though? Are you? Or have you just talked yourself into thinking that you are by surfing this modern day wave of self-proclamation? If you want me to quote science, and as we all know, you can't argue with science, the new wave of bartenders suffers from this condition called PDCM. What, you've never heard of it? It's a very serious thing. Sorry, this is my serious voice. It's a very serious thing. And it stands for a psychological defect called modesty. And a lot of people suffer from it. I wonder how many of you will actually look that up. Come on. I, I did give the bartender lots of ass kissing in the first episode. You kind of have to take the rough with the smooth, don't you? Besides, I'm just messing about to make a point. Not forgetting that I, for what it's worth, am 100% on your side. Unless you are a dick, of course. And nobody likes a dick. Oh, God, that didn't sound right again, did it? I actually know a few bars where they even took the bar stools away so that the bartenders didn't have to talk to punters. That, for me, is a crime and creating a culture. A shitty one. Also, it's far from hospitable, wouldn't you say? Now, some of you may suggest that you have hosts to welcome and talk to customers. Agreed, yes you do. Sometimes. But I'm talking about an attitude. An attitude that some staff are walking in the door with. They are setting the rules at an interview and a culture is being created. I am just here to make drinks. It's all about me, me, me. I walked into a bar not so long ago and the bartender was wearing like a, I don't know what you'd call it, it's like a traditional white dentist uniform. Did they used to call them tunics, you know, with a round neck? This uniform was so white and so crisp. It was like a, a TV commercial for washing powder. I just thought, oh, have a day off, mate. I've seen you before. And even though I'd never actually seen him before, I'd seen him before, if you get my drift. You are dressed like a cross between Professor Proton and someone from the medical profession. The look you are clearly going for is, is one who creates, as we've said before, an artist. I mean... Fucking brilliant if you do. You also don't have one speck of dirt on you, which kind of tells me something. You are really setting yourself up, mate. The way you look and the way you are acting 
you need to be fucking good. So I was ready to be wowed. I genuinely was. I didn't want to be pissed off. It was my night off. I was ready for a cocktail. I was ready for a bunch of cocktails. I was excited, fearful at the same time, but excited because I actually wanted it to be good. As we know, I am a disgruntled optimist, so I was hopeful, which is a good thing. But at the same time, eh, let's see, shall we? So what happened, I hear you cry? Well, put it this way, my second drink was a beer. I have three words for him, and for all the others out there. Style over content. How many times have you used that phrase? Because I use it a lot, and that's really not a good thing. Again, don't get me wrong, I am not attacking just our industry. My wife recruits in IT, and she was saying to me the other day that it's virtually impossible to hire these days. The person attending the interview virtually interviews the interviewer, then they list their demands. It's an incredibly dangerous precedent to set. And hospitality is going the same way for me. If we're not careful, the bubble will burst. Everything has a ceiling. Our industry has one, and it's going to turn on you one day. It's coming, I'm telling you. As I always say, you have to treat everything with respect. If you don't, it's going to come and bite you in the ass. It doesn't matter what it is. Your health, your dog, your partner, people you meet, and of course, your job. And if you think I'm wrong, that's fine. Then I'm wrong. (laughs) It's funny, you know, the other day I noticed somebody pipe up on social media offering their bartending services. They offered to grace you with their presence for no less than $45 an hour. Fuck me, I thought. Not really because the amount of money. I mean, they may have been worth it. Doubtful, but they may have been. But Because they were setting the price. Again, some of you will say that if you are good enough, then you're worth it. If. It's a big fucking word, don't you think? At the time of writing this, the industry is in a bit of a spot. We all know that. There is just not enough staff to go around. But for me, this mercenary attitude is ruining the business. Especially the small business. It's the fucking rock star generation. Does that upset you? Sorry, I don't want to upset you. I also blame some job platforms as they are advertising for rock stars. They are telling you that you are before you become. It's fucking dangerous. Now all you genuine rock stars out there are not going to get upset by this. Why? Well, because you actually are. And also, if you are that good... I bet you don't even call yourself anything like a rock star or God's favourite fucking nephew. I don't know. I will also wager that the people who are the real deal call themselves actual bartenders. Or they don't call themselves anything at all. They just are. It's like a while ago. I had a, I had a few things going on and somebody called me an entrepreneur. <sighs> Please don't ever call me that again was my swift reply. I hate that word. If you are a bullshitter and you get upset with me, ask yourself, why are you getting upset with me? For me, a rock star is Springsteen, Elvis, Michael Jackson, Sinatra, Prince, Bowie. Even throw in a Bruno Mars for fun. 
I know they're not all rock stars, but they are all fucking rock stars. If I'm being too literal with that, a rock star is Pacino, Einstein, Gandhi, Muhammad Ali, the Queen for God's sake, and even him as well, God, the last fella, if indeed he is a he. Oh, hang on a minute. Quick sip. Just wanted to do a quick toast to the Queen. God bless you, Mom. And God save the King. Sorry, I just had to put that in. So, are you a rock star? And what is your definition of this? If you are a rock star in many industries, it's usually it's usually somebody that is better than other employees, don't you think? Someone who's often paid much more than their other colleagues because they put points on the board. You've seen the TV show Suits? Harvey. Now that's a fucking badass rock star right there. They create business and they make money for the company. Is that you? If you are a rock star and you work in a bar or any other hospitality venue for that matter, do you think your presence is going to triple takings or make some people constantly return to the venue just for you? If so, then do it. Call yourself a rock star because you are. And I bet your boss says the same as well. If you do all those things, you are a fucking rock star. If let's say the bartender is doing their thing and just owning it, then someone calls that person a rock star. Then fair enough. If the bartender is good and that's what the customer thinks, then fair enough. But that doesn't mean you should get the t-shirt printed. Not just yet anyway. I personally don't like the term because human nature has told me that when people believe their own press, it can get messy. Take the compliment, store it, and move on. Be humble. If somebody calls you a dick, that doesn't particularly mean that you're a dick. However, if 100 people that are possibly not your mates say it to you, then maybe it is time to get that t-shirt made. Do you see where I'm going with this? Ask yourself. If you are a rock star, what are you bringing? What are you bringing to the table to accept such an inflated title? I'm not suggesting that you don't or can't. I'm just asking the question. By the way, and going forward, rock star is a word as we know for now, and it has been for a while. However, there's always going to be a new hero word, so just insert the new word instead of rock star. I'm sure it'll make sense in the future. There may even be a new word by the time I release this episode. You see, I think there are many great attributes that go to make up a great bartender, or to be considered a great bartender. I am also aware that many of you will disagree with me. I myself was considered a great bartender by many people. Get over yourself, mate. Well, did I think I was? No, not really. To be honest... The question never really ever crossed my mind. Honestly, it didn't. I never thought I was anything. I was, I just was. Whatever I was. I don't know what the fuck I was. Were customers and staff drunk when they said this to me? Yes, it's quite, it's quite possible. The point is, I was great to them in their eyes. That's what matters at the end of the day. I was, of course, flattered every time somebody said it, but it never, ever went to my head. I was good at some things, not so good at others. But if we start 
throwing around words like legend, amazing and great, what is there to aspire to? If you think you are these things before you even walk in the door, then I think you may be in trouble. Going back to the attitude thing, case in point, I had this young kid come to me a while ago for a job. Nice kid. Not going to tell you what part of Europe he was from, because I never really think that's fair. Although I did have some flat-packed furniture that he assembled for me suspiciously quickly one day. Huh. Oh well. Anyway, the kid came to the interview. He was on time, polite, courteous, and looked great. I thought, unless he vomits on me or takes his penis out and starts playing Willy Banjo, then he's got the job. So he's at the interview, and he takes out his cock. (coughs) Excuse me. Hang on. There's something in my throat. Quick drink. It gets better. So what what did you think I was going to say there? Jesus, what is wrong with you? Bloody hell, let me start that sentence again. So he is at the interview, and he takes out his cocktail Bible. (laughs) That was such a cheap gag. I really don't care. So he then goes on to inform me that cocktails was his thing. Great, I thought. It's a cocktail bar after all. He went on to inform me that he had learned over 100 drinks. He hadn't, but fuck it. I dig his confidence. And that he could handle my list of 40 originals in his sleep. His actual words at the interview. I thought, this could be fun. I'll take the kid out for a spin. See what he's got under his bonnet. Or HUD, if you're an American listening to this. Besides... Who am I to argue with that level of confidence and passion? He was cocky, but in an innocent, likeable and trying to please kind of way. I think he was just excited. It wasn't his fault. He was young, new country and all that. He didn't know how to act. I mean, why should he? Sometimes it's up to the person doing the interview to hopefully notice some kind of potential or at least that this person has something you can work with. All right then. Job's yours, sunshine. Let's go. I've always been a huge advocate of hiring people with little or no experience. The correct attitude was and still goes a long way with me. Now this goes back to what teachers are actually teaching new people coming through. But we can talk about that a little bit later. The kid lasted a dozen shifts. Struggling through most of them. Few tears. Few tantrums. Bless. Look, I didn't fire him. I liked him. He fired himself. What was his downfall? The customer. The pressure. Of course, it probably didn't help that I was in his ear all the time, but fuck it, I had a business to run. I mean, I'm not his mum. It's not a charity. Now, I have seen dozens of his type over the years. Baristas, waiters, bartenders, the list goes on. And as time has gone on, I realised that the common denominator was this. They were all pretty good at creating the product ish if you didn't rush them and if you didn't upset them good lord you can't upset them unfortunately we all know hospitality does not work that way it's a pressure business and it's not about you even though the title of this piece says it is about you one of the reasons that hospitality doesn't work that way is because There is often this annoying thing lurking in the background that does its very, very best to fuck your day up. It's called a customer. And for some selfish f*** 
fucking reason. They want the product that they paid for delivered within a suitable time slot, usually on the day they paid for it. Jolly unreasonable, if you ask me. But hey, that's the customer. Can't kill him? Hmm. I'm sure there's supposed to be another part to that statement. Oh well, it'll come to me. The customer is under the crazy illusion that people in hospitality are there to serve them. I know, right? So, as well as not wanting to be rushed or upset, the new breed don't always know how to handle the customer. Now, some of you will say that, how are you supposed to learn about the customer and the pressure? And we all have to start somewhere. Well, that's a very easy one to answer. You work your way through and up. You go on the floor. You get dirty. You start at the bottom. Or even if you don't start at the bottom and then you are gifted with some fucking God-given talent, you should at the very least be prepared to do things that you might not like. Things that may go against your deep-rooted principles. Because you've got them, of course. My father used to say that we all have to do things we don't want to do. It's called developing a backbone, son. And he wasn't wrong, was he? Do I sound old now? Good, I am. Get the fuck over it. (laughs) I have to every day. I have met bartenders that don't even know how to stock a fridge. I'm serious. Often because they think that they are mixologists and that it's beneath them. I'm not saying that a tip-top bartender should always stock their own fridge. They sometimes have more important things to do. But you certainly need to know how to, or to be prepared to. I mean, Christ, stocking a fridge, that's the kind of shit that you're taught at bartending school when you're 12. Idiots today don't realise it's not actually about the act of stocking a fridge. I personally couldn't give a toss who stocks the fridge. The fucking overnight bartending pixies can fucking do it for all I care. I, like many bosses, just need to know that you know and are prepared to do. Do you get it? It's called a fucking standard. And I'm also very fucking sorry that I'm swearing so fucking much. And that's the thing today. People are not taught the basics. So they don't think the basics are important. It's all about the glamour. An attitude that I believe then comes through in their work, and more often than not, is then passed on to the customer. How could it not be? Phew, I think that's probably enough of me ranting in your ear today. Uh, Let's have another little sip, shall we? Oh, that's lovely. Just in case you are ever wondering what I am drinking, it's pretty much always tequila. I mean... Why wouldn't you? I'm sort of sorry for the ranting there, but at the same time, I'm not really that sorry. Because as far as I'm concerned, it all comes from a place of love. I just wanted to give you some examples of what I consider the new breed is, in my opinion, of course. So, I look forward to seeing you for the next episode and part three. Yes, there will be a part three of It's All About You where I will do my very best to get my happy head on. And we will get in some good old-fashioned, old-school positives just to show how it's really, really done. Now, even though the podcast is in its infancy, I truly hope that you are finding it informative, helpful, and 
a little entertaining. If you dig it, please tell all your friends. Maybe even your colleagues. You know, the special ones. The ones that think they're rock stars. So until next time, keep it honest. And maybe get out there and do something nice for somebody. After all, you are in hospitality. See you next time.